Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today I'm going to talk about a couple of different things. I'm going to talk about uh, an article uh, that basically breaks down the new legislation, uh, proposed legislation, the proposed amendment, the uh, UAP Disclosure Act of 2023 uh, amendment to the 2024 National Defense Authorization Act uh, that was put forward last week by the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Uh, now, uh, I, I went through the entire bill. It's 64 pages long. And uh, today, uh, actually yesterday now, uh, Klaus, who was a presence on Twitter, who talks about UFOs all the time, uh, always has good stuff, always a, a very uh, informative. He uh, posted a link to an article that he wrote about this new bill and what it means and how big it really is it's it really is a big thing i mean this is like klaus points out in the in the article that he wrote uh this is probably the most candid the federal government has ever been uh with regards to extraterrestrials uh or non-human intelligences uh, uh so i it's it's a an amazing time and uh i'm going to get into that and i also later on after i'm done talking about this i'm going to talk about uh, what appears to be uh, some disinformation attempts uh, now that we're getting close to a possible disclosure. Uh, I don't know uh, why this is happening or what, what it's going to do. I don't know if, this, uh, if, if there are people on the inside who don't want this information out, what they think this is going to do. Uh, but we're going to talk about that, including uh, that article uh, that I was talking about in my previous podcast with regard to uh, UAP Max is a new website that talks about UFOs. I mean, there's a possibility uh, that that uh, is uh, part of a disinformation campaign. Uh, and I'll get into that later as well. But first, I want to talk about this uh, legislation and I want to go uh, talk about it using uh, the article that was provided by Klaus uh, from his website, tinyklaus.com, which I will provide the link to. Uh, so you can check it out for yourself. But he, he entitles his article, An Unprecedented Act. And we're going to skip through a little bit of the beginning here. And we're going to get right to the uh, meat and potatoes. Uh, he, he says here, uh, The amendment reads as if it were written by someone with deep knowledge of the UFO issue, providing a roadmap explaining the reasoning behind the creation of the Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena Records Review Board and the mandates for each agency in their responsibilities to preserve and transmit all historical records regarding UFOs. Now, yeah, from what he's seeing here, and from what I've read too, I mean, I got to agree, uh, this bill does look like it was written by somebody who knows what's going on on the inside. And uh, some you, you would think it was written by somebody who has studied this phenomenon, actually. It's that good. Anyway, continuing here, it says, the specifics are very revealing with one paragraph justifying the legislation as a response to abuses of overclassification, specifically an overbroad interpretation of transclassified foreign nuclear information the real kicker however is that this bill appears to demonstrate congressional acknowledgement that uap represent a technology originating from a non-human intelligence that has been interacting with our planet considering the language was written in consultation with the white house national security council and therefore the uap interagency task force stood up after the mysterious february ufo shootdowns this is likely the most candid the federal government has been about the reality of the phenomenon. I, I totally agree with that. It is, I mean, reading this bill is amazing to think you're actually seeing proposed legislation and, 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 and that's so candid. You've just never seen anything like this before. 
Anyway, continuing here, it says the congressional definitions of UAP and non-human intelligence as written in the legislation should satisfy even the most educated on the subject. For example, the government defines legacy programs, UFO crash retrieval and reverse engineering projects that have spanned decades over several presidential administration as follows. And here's uh, directly from the bill, it says, uh, from the proposed amendment. It says the term legacy program means all federal, state, and local government, commercial industry, academic, and private sector endeavors to collect, exploit, or reverse engineer technologies of unknown origin or examine biological evidence of living or deceased non-human intelligence that predates the date of the enactment of this act. Let me just stop there for a second. I mean, think about it. It seems to me like Congress, people in, people in Congress know. They, they know. There's, we're dealing with a non-human intelligence and that it's been covered up. Uh, that, that They know, or they wouldn't be writing this stuff. Anyway, continuing here, it says, if that's not enough to demonstrate a knowledgeable understanding of the topic, consider the congressional definition of non-human intelligence. And here's right from the uh, the amendment again. It says, the term non-human intelligence means any sentient intelligence, intelligent non-human life form, regardless of nature or ultimate origin, that may be presumed responsible for unidentified anomalous phenomena or of which the federal government has become aware. And then finally, and most relevant to the purpose of this article, the definition of unidentified anomalous phenomena nearly breaches the realm of science fiction. And here again, here's this, this is directly from the uh, amendment. It says the term unidentified anomalous phenomena means any object operating or judged capable of operating in outer space, the atmosphere, ocean surfaces, or undersea lacking prosaic attribution due to performance characteristics and properties not previously known to be achievable based upon commonly accepted physical principles. Before I go on, I just want to say, hey, uh, all the debunkers out there, you should start looking for another job. It's, it's time to start looking for a new job. Anyway, continuing with the language of the bill. Uh, and then it goes on to say, unidentified anomalous phenomena are differentiated from both attributed and temporarily non-attributed objects by one or more of the following observer, observables. Uh, one, instantaneous acceleration absent apparent inertia. Two, hypersonic velocity absent a thermal signature and sonic shockwave. Three, transmedium such as space to ground and air to undersea travel. Four, positive lift contrary to known aerodynamic principles. Five, multispectral signature control. And six, physical or invasive biological effects to close to close observers, observers and the environment. Uh, so there you go with that, uh, the observables. Uh, the term they cover it all. They're, they're 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 leaving no stone unturned. The term unidentified anomalous phenomena includes what were previously described as flying discs, flying saucers, unidentified aerial phenomena, unidentified flying objects or UFOs, and unidentified submerged objects, USOs. And then uh, Klaus writes, in summation, these definitions leave little wiggle room for interpretation by federal agencies in any attempts to mix, mischaracterize or play semantics with their document retention and delivery. Yeah, we've been talking about that. I'm going to stop there for a second. We've been talking about that recently, the concern over the, the game of semantics that might be being played on us by people within the Pentagon. Uh, this, this should uh, end all that. <clears throat> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Continuing here with Klaus's uh, article. Despite these descriptions by Congress of otherworldly craft operated by sentient beings of higher intelligence than our own species, the debate over how effective this legislation will be in terms of fruitful transparency has taken center stage in the UFO community, and understandably so. Senator Schumer's comparison to the release of the JFK assassination record process predictably elicited a knee-jerk reaction of cynicism from the more jaded among those paying attention. Uh, He said he's not going to debate that. uh, He's not going to entertain that debate here. Uh, And then later, later on he goes, there is, however, an aspect of this legislation that is sure to be quite controversial and has already been dismissed by many as a pipe dream or socialist takeover of private industry. It appears that Congress, in coordination with the executive branch, will attempt to recover the UFO technology and potentially biological materials of intelligent non-human beings that was squirreled away in the private sector decades ago. In a single sentence tucked away toward the end of the bill lies perhaps the most extraordinary and contentious implications of this amendment. Under this section titled Disclosure of Recovered Technologies of Unknown Origin and Biological Evidence of Non-Human Intelligence, the United States Senate inserted bipartisan language expressing their intention to invoke eminent domain privileges over the private possession of UFO and biological materials. Here's, here it is. This is the... Uh, the eminent domain passage that you can find in this bill. It says, the federal government shall exercise eminent domain over any and all recovered technologies of unknown origin and biological evidence of non-human intelligence that may be controlled by private persons or entities in the interests of the public good. Uh, whether or not that single sentence, this is what Klaus says then, whether or not that single sentence will be elaborated upon or altered in any way remains to be seen, but private corporations and defense contractors will undoubtedly do everything in their power to prevent what they likely view as a massive overreach by the federal government. And I want to stop there for a minute. Uh, The the defense contractors and private corporations, they're going to view this as a massive overreach by the federal government? Well, let's just look, let's think about this for a minute. Obviously, it's been the federal government for all these decades who have allowed this in the first place. So, I mean, uh, when things crash, I mean, there's no question that the Pentagon is involved in, in the recovery, right? I mean, it might, it might be the private entities, uh, the, the corporations and the defense contractors that uh, get to uh, study this stuff later on. But, I mean, it's the government, right? I mean, the government has to be involved or at least, uh, you know, 
uh, act as or serve as a bodyguard during the recovery process, right? For these things, right? I mean, the government has has been allowing this. We're, we've been allowing them, right? If something comes from outer space and crashes on on in in the United States, right? It's the, it should be the federal government's responsibility. They should be the ones who who should be able to handle it. Just because we've been allowing these uh, private corporations and defense contractors for decades to ha- to, to get access to it. Right, that doesn't mean that we can't just take it back from them, right? I mean, I don't know uh, how could that be overreach by the government. I can't. I mean, Klaus was just pointing out that that's how they might look at it, but they shouldn't because it's not an overreach. I mean, this is this is for everybody, right? This is for everybody. <clears throat> okay, let's continue here. It says here uh, more Klaus here. He says, in fact, we may already be seeing signs of this with regarding the the concerns from the uh, military industrial complex. An anonymous senior aerospace engineer employed in private industry, known mostly by his Twitter handle, Condorman, revealed the day before this legislation came out that there had been a serious shift in tone within his circles on the topic of UAP. He tweeted the following on July 13th. There's a sudden hard industry crackdown on all things UAP. All engineering teams, my company and a second I know of, Told no press conference. Hold. Uh, told no press contact, including anonymously, unnamed. All exotic materials or craft questions are to be referred to Arrow. I hope Kirkpatrick is up to the task. Sean Kirkpatrick, of course, the Arrow director. Uh, so yeah, we actually we talked about this the other day that uh, uh, these defense contractors are starting to refer people to Arrow anymore. Uh, Anyway, continuing here, uh, Klaus writes, clearly the higher-ups in private defense became aware of this legislation shortly before it was announced and are taking it extremely seriously. The fact that they're directing media inquiries to the Department of Defense is quite telling and suggests that this caught them at least somewhat off guard. Yeah, why would they be doing this? If there's nothing to this, right, why would they be doing this? Think about it, folks. This is almost like when you really look at this legislation and you think about what's going on right now, it, it, this is disclosure. I mean, this is as close to disclosure as you can possibly get. And we might get it next week on the 26th. We just might. It might. There might be things that come up during that hearing. Uh, and, and maybe none of the stuff that I was talking about on my previous podcast either. But there could be other things that are coming up that, that end this whole thing. I mean, this the fact that they're doing this. I mean, look at the light. Listen to the language. Read, this, read the language. Check out the whole bill for yourself, right? And definitely check out Klaus's article too. Check out his website. But check it out for yourself. I mean, this is the federal government putting this together. This is the Congress. This, 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 the, the, the Senate majority leader putting this out. It's a bipartisan effort. Both sides, we're, they're both on the same side with this one. This is disclosure. Disclosure is happening right now. That's what's going on. There's a push. We're trying to get over the hump and and looks like we're about, we're just about there. It looks like to me. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Uh, Anyway, let's continue here with this. Um, How the Senate kept this language quiet until the day before it was released should also not be overlooked. The impact that that had appears to have set executives scrambling with the clause on eminent domain surely at the front of their minds. The impractical 
practicality of the government taking this action may be the most acceptable stance one could take, but my recent research tells me otherwise. There is a history here requiring nuance unsuitable for a 280-character tweet that will only attract low-effort, bad-faith responses. Now, yeah, Klaus gets into this uh, Lockheed Martin history, which is filled with corruption and nonsense and then it, it actually culminates here i guess they got this loan from the government in 1971 and that's could be the impetus for all the problems that we've been having over the past uh, uh over 50 years now i guess we'll get we'll, we'll continue with this and we'll talk about it it says it is in the context of this current legislation that it becomes necessary to explore the lockheed aircraft corporation corporation's beneficial loan guarantee act of 1971 despite its undisputed dominance as the top defense contractor today due to the company's cutting edge technology and wealth of talent the lockheed name is no stranger to controversy the company was embroiled in scandal throughout the 1960s and 70s after its ties to the cia and related plethora of foreign bribery allegations uh, the turmoil fed into other issues within the company, particularly its entry into the private commercial aircraft industry. As domestic flight traffic increased, Lockheed attempted to develop a passenger plane called the L-1011. Unfortunately for Lockheed, issues with their engine developers and Rolls-Royce and the decision of airlines to go with competitors put the company in a hole they could not climb out of themselves. And then he takes a, a pause here to talk about uh, there's a backstory to, uh, with regard to Lockheed and how, how uh, after World War II, they were basically they got involved in uh, paying bribes to Japanese politicians uh, with the with the you know and and in turn the Japanese politicians would buy planes from Lockheed and we'll get into that right here. It says anyone who has read my Black Gold series knows the story of the Office of Strategic Services OSS, which was the former CIA involvement with plundering Japanese gold and subsequent laundering of those assets into the international banking system to create a global political slush fund after World War II. This included setting up a fund to buy elections in Japan for far-right politicians in the counterintuitively named Liberal Democratic Party for the purpose of preventing communism at any cost. It turns out that Lockheed paid bribes to this same party through a company called Deacon Company, run by a former OSS officer, Nicholas Deke, in return... Uh, for the LDP to buy their planes. Deacon Company was one of the, what, what the, that was the Liberal Democratic Party, to buy their planes. Deacon Company was one of the leading United States non-bank foreign currency dealers, making transactions largely in gold and other precious metals. This clearly connects Lockheed to characters in this underworld of covert finance and operations. Um, it is unknown how long these bribes have been were being paid and who knew about them although a 1976 new york times report stated that the cia had been aware of lockheed's improper foreign payments since the 1950s and then he has a, a document here a cia document that was declassified uh, to that effect and then he goes on he says here in addition according to the new republic there are indications deacon company laundered illegal contributions into the richard nixon's 1972 campaign Interestingly, it is Nixon who asked Congress to consider a bailout for Lockheed Aircraft that eventually led to the 1971 Emergency Loan Guarantee Act, of which Lockheed was the only requester of funds. So this becomes a problem, right? We're going to stop there for a second. This becomes a problem because Lockheed's the only one who gets these funds through this Emergency Loan Guarantee Act of 1971. They get funds that basically bails them out of trouble. 
And so then you want them because the government provided the funds. Of course, the government then wants them to succeed, right? So maybe they got something else. Maybe one of those other things that Nixon threw in the pot there was, hey, uh, we'll we'll send over the uh, 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 all the uh, re- recovered extraterrestrial tech, and you could you could be the ones working on that in secret. Anyway, he talks about that here. Anyway, it says here, the name Lockheed today is an emblem of the American military's might, but for decades they languished in accusation after accusation of impropriety and corruption. Congress then bailed them out all the while, still dealing with executives of the company doing everything they could to hide financial transactions from the Government Accountability Office. According to a thesis on the Lockheed Loan Guarantee, written by Navy Lieutenant Thomas Paul Stanton, there were several concerns with passing the legislation to bail out the struggling aircraft company. And this is what uh, uh, Lieutenant Stanton had said, had written. What would prevent the government from giving Lockheed preferential treatment in contracts if the guarantee went through? Would it not be in the government's self-interest to see that Lockheed gets some sweetheart contracts while the guarantee is in effect? Wouldn't the government have to ease up on its contract administration policies? Should Lockheed government contracts get in trouble? Okay, and then uh, back to Klaus. He says, preferential treatment here is a very valid concern. The government, including Congress, who voted for this bailout and would have political capital on the line, had every incentive for Lockheed to succeed. Considering a corrupt actor like Nixon initiated the process of this loan guarantee and what we now know about the lengths he would go to cover up crimes, would it be that surprising if he directed the CIA or another agency to provide Lockheed with additional benefits that would allow them to pay off the loan? And then we talk about Jacques Vallée's Volume 5, Forbidden Science, right? We've been talking about this a lot. Uh, Richard Dolan's talked about it on his podcast, too. And uh, in fact, uh, Klaus says, Jacques Vallée said certain UFO, UFO materials were moved into private industry under Nixon around this time period, around 1971. Uh, and here was from Vallée's book. Uh, uh, volume five, Forbidden Science, Volume Five. My friends believe the hardware reverse engineering project in question is not a sem- simple special access program, but belongs to a special subset of the unacknowledged slash carve out slash wave programs. In other words, there is no way to know the code word and the budgets hidden inside other special access program budgets stacked like Russian dolls. And it goes on, it says, confused, I went over some of the chronology again. Evidently, the program was inside the government at some point. Under Nixon, it got transferred to a private contractor in order to secure it. As in the remote viewing program at SRI, Stanford uh, Research Institute, the parts that the managers wanted to be kept secret were handled as proprietary and not subject to the Freedom of Information Act. Classified papers are subject to review and classification, reclassification, while proprietary data can be kept secret forever. Now, I'm just going to stop there. Again, this is why no m- number of Freedom of Information Act requests is going to get that info, going to get the information that a lot of us have been wanting all these years. I mean, John Greenwald from the Black Vault could file them all day long, right, till he's 100 years old with a long white beard, and it's not going to matter because all of it's proprietary if things stay the way they are right now. But this new bill will pry that stuff away. Should be able should be able to pry that stuff away from these companies like Lockheed Martin. 
Okay, now back to what Klaus says here. It says, though they may be the poster child for military technological inv- innovation today, Lockheed's messy history with the CIA and obfuscating its finances from Congress over decades could come back to haunt them with the recent UFO legislation. If their previous dealings start to be uncovered in lawsuits through discovery, it could lead to nothing short of a public relations disaster. And see, this is Klaus is really paying great attention. I mean, he figured this stuff out. He, like he's come to certain conclusions. He's been keeping a, a close eye on this stuff for a long time, and it, and it shows. He says, perhaps this is why there are rumblings of certain defense companies trying to divest themselves of these UFO crash materials before they are fo- forced to address the issue. We've heard about this recently. I'm stopping there, right there for a second. We've heard about this recently. That I mean, it sounds crazy, but it sounded like some uh, defense contractors are saying that they they have stuff. They just want to get rid of it now because they're they, they don't want to have to be uh they just want to get rid of it now so they don't want to be investigated they don't want they don't want any of that they don't want any part of it anyway here, uh, klaus finishes up here he says either way this is going to get pretty interesting and i believe those interested in the current ufo disclosure push should be confident in the leverage possessed by congress and their potential allies in the executive branch in this bipartisan attempt to get the truth on this decades-old mystery well, yes, exactly. Totally awesome. Great article, Klaus. Uh, I'll, again, I'll leave the link for this uh, so you, you can check it out and check out his other articles on here. Um, and this is great stuff. I mean, this is fantastic stuff. That's a, a great insight. Again, uh, it makes sense, doesn't it? A lot of things that are happening right now. But again, I guess the, the other part about this is, is though, I mean, this they're talking about aliens basically they're talking about extraterrestrials non-human intelligences it's like as if they know congress has has been shown enough apparently that they're ready to move forward on this and it's getting really really interesting this is this is a great time i cannot wait till july 26th and by the way speaking of july 26th in my previous podcast the the spotify version i had a poll and i had to retake that poll down after a few hours because uh I had the wrong date on there. I had June 26th. I had an extreme brain fart. So if you voted on that poll, you might have to vote on it again if you want to, if you want to go back and check it out. Because, uh, it's, it's, I, I corrected it. But unfortunately, it was like already 30 people who voted at that time. So I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. But sometimes I'm a dummy too. You know, sometimes I suffer from dum-dumism. Uh, just like uh, some of the debunkers out there who suffer from, they, they have chronic, they have chronic uh, issues with dumb, dummyism. So yeah, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, with regard to my previous podcast, I want to talk about something else. Um, now, I talked about. Now, here's just a guy here. I'm going to pull this one up in a second. Uh, uh, that will be Stephen Dean uh, Deaner from Unidentified Alien Podcast. He had a post on twitter and this is with regard i want to talk right now about that uh story i was talking about yesterday now we don't know i I mean again i said during that podcast i don't know if it's true or not i mean there was some guy who said he was contacted by one of the uh, whistleblowers that's going to be talking on july 26th and and was shown footage of a f-15 fighter getting disintegrated into ash by a you by a tic-tac operated by uh uh, gray aliens and that there was other video that he was shown of uh, of, uh, of uh, 
President Biden meeting with Grays and putting things in his ear and, and, and communicating without sound. I mean, I again, all of that stuff, I mean, it sounds interesting. There was some things in there that sounded like it could be, uh, that, that sound like things we talk about all the time, like things we speculate. And then there was other things that sounded really far-fetched, like the Biden meeting with gray aliens and that this stuff is going to be shown, uh, you know, that kind of stuff is going to be shown at, a, at this hearing on July 26th. Now, I was talking to uh, some of my associates uh after that uh i published that and uh they think that uh this is uh possibly could possibly be a disinformation camp part of a disinformation campaign uh one of the people i was talking to indicated uh that that it could be a mixture of it sounded to him like it was a mixture of lies or of truth and dis, disinformation and so we don't know the i mean it's very possible that the guy who wrote that article really did talk to somebody and maybe he was presented with some videos but they might have been deep fakes we don't know or maybe the guy himself was was uh, uh just doing some disinformation we don't know but it could be part of a disinformation campaign so we everybody's got to be careful as we lead up to the uh july 26th meeting everybody's got to be careful including people like me right but again like i just want to say i pointed out that i don't know if that thing was true or not i said it's some of it sounded good but some of it sounded like just i just have trouble believing that they're going that they would show videos like that during this hearing i would love it if they did but i have trouble believing that but there was something else that came up on twitter here and uh and this was from steven diener of unidentified alien podcast and here's what he wrote. And this was, uh, well, when was this published? This was just uh, on July 15th. And he says, I've been struggling with this information for 24 hours, but if you're wondering why big name politicians on both sides of the aisle are accelerating the UAP discussion, this is why. Now, somebody apparently contacted Stephen Diener and told him something. And I have trouble believing this, but apparently he believed it because he, he seemed like he believed it, but maybe the person he was talking to was very convincing. But then again, it could have been some sort of disinfo- part of a disinformation campaign contacting someone like Stephen here, who runs a uh, UFO po- good UFO podcast, right? And uh, tells him something and convinces them pretty much, possibly. I mean, it could be very could sound. Some of these things could sound convincing, but we just you know you have to be careful. All of us in the UFO community have to be careful. We have to wait and see what's going to happen on July 26. We can speculate all we want. It's a lot of fun, just like that that. Uh, story i was talking about in that previous podcast but i have trouble believing this well anyway i'll just play it for those out there who have not heard this uh, listen to this hey steven diener here unidentified alien podcast uap and um i know i don't do a lot of videos but i, I felt this was the best uh avenue to put this message out there so here's what's happening i'm gonna try to be concise and everything and just let you know what i know um Regarding everything that's happened over the past 24 hours, I can't be the only one that's felt like that this is really progressed very quickly as far as discussions in Washington, D.C., a lot of big names talking about these things. So because of that, it led me and my curiosity to reach out to a couple of my sources. And after some conversations, um, I was given information about 24 hours ago that I've really been struggling with. And um, I've been thinking about this all day, about how to put this out there, if I should put this out there. Um, I'll just be honest, this makes me really uncomfortable to talk about this and put this out in the open because not that I wasn't supposed to say anything. I was 
actually specifically told to say something about it. Um, but it's, it's just uncomfortable because it's very unsettling information. So, and I, I don't want to be hunted down for it. <laughs> but um, I hope that doesn't happen. But anyway, I feel like uh, I need to keep my word and put this out there. So that's what I'm going to do. So long story short, spoke with some of my sources last night. And I, I asked, this came up because I asked my sources, what is happening? Why does it feel like this conversation is being escalated so quickly in Washington, D.C.? What really made me curious was Senator Chuck Schumer because I had never heard him um, specifically talk about the UAP issue before. And for him to just come out and say, the people need to know what's happening with non-human intelligence, just, whoa, okay, where did that come from? So I ended up having this conversation with uh, some of my sources, and I was made aware of some things that are happening behind the scenes. Now, this is going to be vague, and I apologize ahead of time because I can't mention names. I can't mention specifics of who told me this, where I got this from. So I completely understand if you think I'm full of it. Honestly, I'd rather you think I'm full of it, okay? I don't want you to believe me. Um, if, uh, if I'm... Being honest, I'd, I'd rather you not believe me, but this is the real deal, um, and that's why it makes makes me uncomfortable. So I just want to get that out there. When I was told by a source who is in the middle of conversations that I was made aware of last night, conversations about a um, a strike force team or strike strike force teams that are in planning stages made up of members gosh this makes me uncomfortable oh my gosh um made up of members of the special forces and the fbi uh and some members from the department of justice and this is happening from people on the inside i guess you want to call them moles whatever you want to say who can't come out publicly, but they're sick of it just as much as you and I are and some of the other whistleblowers who have come out. But their careers and their lives and their families are on the line, so they can't come out in the open about these things. So they're doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work. And that's that's what I was made aware of last night. Um, I was made aware of conversations that are taking place. It's probably the best way I can put it. That's... Uh, these things are in the planning stages. Now, you might have heard about some of this about a six-month time frame. That's not the case anymore. It is two months. And that's the part that really got me was uh, two months. So this is July. Today's July 15th, 2023. So we're talking mid-September that these uh, strike force teams would go after Different sites within the United States, the continental U.S., that are holding um, non-human intelligence, biological entities, bodies, crafts, technology, and the conversations that I've been made aware of uh, go into a lot of specifics that were kind of surreal to find out about. Uh, I, can, I can say this part where they talked about Needing information, needing lists of the uh, non-human intelligence, the, the 
technology, the weapons that the special force teams may come across when striking against these black sites within the United States from any of the various companies. I don't know what companies they're going after. Your guess is as good as mine if it's Lockheed, if it's Northrop, if it's Raytheon, BAE. Maybe it's all of them. I don't know. I wasn't told the companies. But what I was told is that the strike force teams are in the planning stages. They have accelerated their timeline from six months to two months. They are planning on striking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, they're planning on striking um, black site operation operations uh, that are holding these technologies and these things secret. Um, what they're worried about is, like I said, coming across weapons, advanced weapons that they don't know how to handle. So that's one thing that they are very concerned about. That's one thing that they are in the planning stages on how to handle. Uh, they do plan on arresting people who do not, witnesses who do not uh, comply and charging them with treason. So these are all very big things. Um, again, you may have heard about like a six-month timeline thing. This is two months. Strike force teams going into these black sites. These, you know, these companies who supposedly have this non-human technology, and they are going to uh, take them down. They're, that's that's their plan. And so, coming back to what has happened over the past twenty-four hours and why the accelerated conversation is happening. That's why. Because at the end of the conversations that I was made aware of, the uh, last note in the conversations were they had made the Senate, the House, and White House, White House personnel aware that uh, this is, this is going to happen. So take this for what it's worth. It makes a lot of sense to me. Supposedly, they were made aware of this on July 13th. The House, the Senate, and White House personnel were made aware of this plan on July 13th. And then on July 14th, yesterday, all of a sudden, Chuck Schumer is saying these things. Today, July 15th, uh, the July 26th date for the congressional UAP hearing comes out. So... That's all I'm saying. I was curious as to why the conversation had accelerated. I asked my sources, and they told me. These are the conversations that are happening behind the scenes. These plans are in place. If things are not done, if this stuff is not put out in the open, these strike force teams will go. People might die, and people might get arrested for treason, and you won't hear about it on the news. I'm being honest, you're not going to hear about any of this on the news, which is why I was told to give out this information. I really apologize for the long video. I was trying to find a way to do this in like three minutes, but it's just impossible. Um, but that's the gist of it. Two months, not six months. Strike force teams getting ready to go and do this if things are not done uh, in a proper manner. So one way or the other, it's going down. And uh, I wish everyone luck. And I hope nothing happens from me posting this. But um, 
I will talk to you again soon on UAP, on Identified Alien Podcast. Stephen Diener right here. I will talk to you soon. All right. <clears throat> so there you go. So he's talking about he was told by somebody that uh, they're going to have strike force teams go into uh, defense contractors who have this stuff if they don't give it up. And uh, the media is not going to uh, publish anything about it. They're not going to report on it. I have trouble believing that. I just have trouble believing that. Um, I think he could have been fooled. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, just like, you know, I, I have trouble believing the story from podcast that I talked about yesterday. I have trouble believing that story from UAP Max. Uh, this could all be part of some disinformation campaign. To what end? I do not know. I don't know why somebody would want to dis- put throughout this kind of different disinformation. Maybe there are some opportunists out there th- uh, that are uh, preying on certain people, like maybe the reporter, the UAP Max channel, and maybe uh, uh, Stephen Diener here. Uh, you know, he's contacted by somebody. He's, he's, it sounds really credible, and and he's told a lot of stuff, and, they, and he's told that he that, that hey, you got to get this out there. Well. How come that person who's doing this reporting is not getting it out there, you know? Uh, so they'll use other people as puppets. Uh, could happen to anybody. Could happen to me. I mean, recently I've talked about different things. I've talked about, uh, I was contacted by somebody who said that the Air Force has a uh, alien implant removal program. I, but I pointed out that even if this person was lying, it still it sounds pretty, it sounds like it would make sense, you know? Um uh, I, you know, you just never know. You hear stories sometimes. They could, some of them could be true. Some of them could be false. You always have to point that out. Uh, this person here seems like he's taking it very seriously. I don't know if I would take this very seriously. I just can't see this happening. It sounds too fantastic to me. Uh, so you got to be aware. I don't know what's going on or why anybody would be interested in doing all this disinformation right now. It could be multiple reasons. There could be... Uh, I mean, uh, you go to check out UFO Reddit. I mean, I think that thing is loaded, loaded with with disinformation people, and the rest of them are just a bunch of sheep for the most part. You know, you know, bah! and that's what it looks like to me on UFO Reddit. You ever, if you go, if you go and read what these people are saying and what how they talk, it seems like it's a it's one it's like a, a certain mentality, and they all follow the same marching orders on there. And and if you go against the grain, right, you're going to get downvoted into oblivion. So I don't even bother with places like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just say that be careful. Or I guess leading up to this, uh, we all got to be careful. Uh, including myself, because I'm talking about this all the time. We don't know what's real sometimes, but I can tell you one thing that surely is real. One thing that surely is real is what we just talked about, that legislation, that proposed amendment uh, to the National Defense Authorization Act, right? That That's real, right? That's a real, that's the real deal, and it's a bipartisan deal, too. And another thing that's real is on July 26th, there's going to be a hearing in the House Oversight Committee, and there's going to be some people talking, uh, whistleblowers. And one more little uh, thing I want to mention, uh, with regard to that, uh, here was something from Mike Colangelo on, uh, he, he, he pointed out today. I mean, it's hard to keep up. I mean, there's so much stuff happening right now. It's really difficult to keep up with all of it. I can tell you right now, if you're someone who follows UFOs and, and, and the, the cover up and the efforts to, to bring about disclosure, you, you know, that there's just, it's, it's too much to handle. There's so much out there right now, but anyway, here's something I wanted to point out. Mike Colangelo pointed out that Ross Coltart has been told, according on this was an episode of uh, Need to Know with R- Ross Coltart and Bryce Zabel. I didn't get to watch that episode yet, uh, but I wanted to point out this information. Michelangelo on Twitter, uh, he's someone who's always talking about UFOs, always has good stuff. Um, he wrote, David Grush plus, plus three witnesses on July 26th, UAP hearing, and perhaps more. 
information about the murders, about the people who were killed because of their knowledge of what the truth is. Uh, Ross Coltart has been told that David Grush probably will be testifying on July 26th, along with three other witnesses. Coltart also says that David Grush is prepared to name the individuals who have been murdered to protect the UFO secret if asked at the hearing. Now, let me just say, if asked at the hearing. I mean, somebody better ask. I'm sure, uh, I can't imagine Tim Burchett right now not asking that question. Tim Burchett, at least, if he, if, if nobody else asked that question, I can assure you that Tim Burchett is going to ask that question at this point. I'm sure that Tim Burchett has seen this uh, podcast and is aware uh, that there were people uh, potentially killed over this uh, and I'm sure uh, he's going to ask that question, among many other questions. But it's going to be really interesting. We can't can't wait to see all the witnesses. There's been rumbling that Lou Elizondo might be one of them. That would be very interesting. Uh, and guess what? The great thing about it is they're all going to be under oath. They're going to be under oath. Oh, man, again, if I was a debunker, man, I'd be looking in the in the classifieds right now pick up the go get a newspaper go get a newspaper pick up them classified it's coming to an end dude it's coming to an end or you could just jump on this bandwagon because hey there's going to be a lot to talk about once we get by disclosure okay you could you could do that there's always that but anyway i want to thank everyone for joining me today it's been a lot of fun uh until next time